Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Saturday, 8 July 2023. Our bit today comes from 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9b, which says, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Thank the Lord for Lazy Day Saturdays, yes? Because without them, we'd be totally flummoxed. Yes, we'd be confused and perplexed about this life we're living. But these Lazy Day Saturdays give us a chance to sit back and relax, to think and reason, as well as to do nothing, to just allow the senses and the body to drift wherever they may, sorry, wherever they may desire. And that's why they say BS baffles brains. Uh, anyway, I've already used up most of my lazy day time. So let's get back to reality. It's nice to be lazy and the father does give us some leeway for it. But if the facts be known, without exception, he still expects us to take up our cross every day and follow him. So let's get down to the father's business and we'll begin by declaring yes we spell declaring right there we'll begin by declaring our lazy day saturday prayer so as one strong and sincere voice lord i want to be with you now please slow my thoughts and quiet my soul let my muscles relax my breath deepen you are here with me your peace and love are present i marvel to think you can't be contained that your love both surrounds and fills me thank you for this tenderness lord i praise you for your unceasing nearness and please increase my awareness of you today that i may know you all the more amen Oh, my fellow believers, that's such a beautiful and heartfelt prayer, just wishing us closer to our great God, our comforter, our provider and place of refuge. And there's nothing that we can ever desire that's more useful and beautiful than getting closer to God. In fact, that's one of the main reasons he created us, for close and intimate communion with him. But Unfortunately, for whatever reason, many of us have unwisely decided to turn away from him. And that hurts his heart and seriously disappoints him. And wouldn't it hurt your heart too if after your children went astray, you gave up your best possession, your only son, to offer them an olive branch, an offering of forgiveness, peace, and reconciliation that they totally refuse, sorry, and they totally refuse your offer? Oh, you most certainly would. So let's put that in our pipe and smoke it now, and then consider how God feels after he sacrificed his one son, Jesus, for a bunch of ungrateful sinners who are now blaspheming his holy name and trying to kick him out of the universe that he created. And the sad part of the whole situation is that our reluctance to accept God's grace and mercy 
seems to hurt him more than it does us. He has nothing to lose by our unwise actions, and we have so much to gain. But because of his abiding, great, and unconditional love for us, it breaks his heart when we turn down his offer of salvation and eternal life. The Bible tells us, but God commended or demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's Romans 5, 8. That's to show how much he really loved us. And remember what we read in the scriptures yesterday, that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Yes, my friends, the Lord doesn't want any of his most wonderful but ungrateful creation to perish in hellfire with Satan and thus be eternally separated from him. It's just like when our children choose an unwise path to tread, we feel sad and distraught because we know that that path can only lead to heartache and destruction. And it's even more heartbreaking when we offer our sincere help and it's refused. Just think how that makes us feel now and multiply that terrible feeling several times and it might just give us a little insight into how our Heavenly Father feels about our turning away from His over tears of grace and mercy. And you know, it's not only with the coming of Jesus that the Lord was unhappy with our behavior and desired eternal life for us. No, from way back in the time of the prophet Ezekiel, he also made clear his expressed desire on the subject when he said to Ezekiel, Say unto them, As I live, said the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die, O house of Israel? And that's Ezekiel 33, 11. O my people, it's the very same question the Lord is putting to us today. Why should we die when we can live eternally with him in paradise? It makes no sense whatsoever. And how often has the same question been posed to us? Eh? Moses posed it to the children of Israel when he said, I call heaven and earth to record or as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. And that comes from Deuteronomy 30 verse 19. But that, didn't, that obviously didn't hold the Israelites for long because they continued with their rebellious behavior and complaining and their never contented attitudes. Then later on, Joshua in his last years again warned the Israelites by saying, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, that's on the other side of the Euphrates River, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. 
And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. And that's Joshua 24, 15 to 16. But they did forsake the Lord all down through the ages for which they suffered serious consequences. Now, friends, our situation is very similar to theirs. We have the option of choosing to live for Jesus or to go down the destructive path that Beelzebub has set before us. And the latter option is fraught with danger and destruction, not to mention eternal separation from God, the worst thing that can ever happen to a human soul. It's like Joshua said to his people, if you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you hurt or harm and consume you after that he had done you good. And that's Joshua 24, 20. And that's exactly what happened to them on several occasions. And what will happen to us if we forsake the Lord and serve Satan? All throughout the Bible, the Lord warns about the destruction of the wicked. Psalm 37 tells us, Mark the perfect or blameless man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace, but the transgressors shall be destroyed together, the end of the wicked shall be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord, he is their strength in the time of trouble, and the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. And that's Psalm 37, verses 37 to 40. And it says a whole lot, friends. Read the ends of the wicked and the righteous. And in Jesus' sermon on the mount, he himself warned, Enter ye in at the straight or narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow or difficult or confined is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. That's Matthew 7, 13 to 14. And now, friends, in light of all we have said, the best and wisest option we have here on earth is obviously living for Jesus, following the straight and narrow path that leads to eternal life. And as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's for sure. Much love. And the postscript for today says, to live for now, or to live for the hereafter? That is the question. And yes, friends, we all have to answer that question. Whether we're going to live for now and enjoy all the supposed wonderful things that Satan offers, or are we going to keep a straight and narrow path and live for Jesus that will bring us joy and eternal life later on? And the only answer there is to live for Jesus. So please, let's do that now. Let's get together, live for him, and change our world. And we pray that in Jesus' strong and mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.